Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to His Word proclaimed. Oh God, we ask that you do lead us. You lead us to the cross where you gave your life for each and every one of us. And that giving of your life led, leads to new life, leads to resurrection, and leads to the invitation that you have given us to live our lives as resurrection people. To have your love and grace guide and lead us as we move from day to day. So Lord, as we begin this series and as we open our hearts and minds to receive your word today, we pray that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So this summer, I wanted to do something just a little bit different with the series. I, I, want, I wanted to, to, to kind of remind us again, especially with Vacation Bible School happening this week, remind us again of those things that maybe God has called us to do that we uh, have a tendency just to, to lay aside as we grow older because, well, we know how it is as adults. Life gets busy, things happen, and, and you forget some of the simple lessons that we have in Scripture for us to follow every day of our lives. The, 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 the simple lessons that, that we know each in our, in our own hearts, and our own minds, but, but we know that as we get older and, and as we, we deal with trouble in the world, we tend to, to push them aside. And that's why I wanted to especially start with this particular lesson. We'll have a little video to remind you of this lesson. He doesn't walk very good, does he? Thumper? Yes, Mama. What did your father tell you this morning? If you can't say something nice, You know, there's more lessons from Thumper that's in the movie Bambi, but I think that's the most, most uh, famous one that we remember, and it's one that we connect with because it echoes the words of Jesus. Thumper's dad t reminds him, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. And, and we used to have a lot of fun with this, uh, this rule, if you will, in college. A good friend of mine, Jay, who I still am in contact with, there, there'll be times that we'll say different things to each other, and, and one of the things that we would look at each other after we would say those hurtful things, it reminded you, Thumper, what did your dad always tell you? And we would look at each other and go, okay, if you can't say something nice, don't say nothing at all. It's a, it's a simple children's message 
But I think in the world that we live in right now, I think it's a message that we as adults really need to take a hold of in our lives right now. This first lesson, we teach children. But it's a lesson that I think is very important for us in our world today. Our scripture for this morning comes from Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through 12, where we hear these words given to us by Jesus. Hear the word of the Lord. Jesus is speaking towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount, and he says, Do not judge, or you too will be judged. For in the same way you judge others, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there is a plank in your own eye. You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to pigs. If you do, they may trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Ask. And it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more Will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? So on everything, do to others what you would have them do to you. For this sums up the law and the prophets. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, I think now one of the easiest and probably fun games, because I'll admit that I get caught up in this also, is to, to have a judging contest. And if you, if you by chance do any type of, of social media stuff, you see that judging has become a part of what happens on social media. And some of it is, is, is in good fun. Like, like recently I saw a, a video of uh, Gordon Ramsay. Y'all might know who he is. He's that chef that has some TV shows on, and he, he's known for being rude and, and not so nice to the other chefs that are in his kitchens. But here's a video of this woman. She's, she's taking this chicken, and she's grinding it up and everything, and she's, she's, she's doing stuff with it. And the entire time, there's a split screen between what she is doing and Gordon Ramsay is sitting there, and he is just having a, a, a fit over what she's doing. How dare you do that to chicken? And, and, and what exactly are this mess that you're making? And the entire time, he's judging every single step that he's, do- that he's doing. There's another thing that's called a blind reaction videos that, that, that takes different things and you have a blind reaction so that you can immediately judge what someone else is doing. And while I'll admit watching these blind reaction videos or watching Gordon Ramsay tear apart these home chefs that are doing their own things, it, it, it's fun to watch. 
But I wonder, what exactly is that teaching us? What exactly are, are these little videos and everything? How, how are they helping us to love like Jesus has called us to love? Now you may say, come on, Pastor Chris, you're, you're, you're being too harsh with this. It, it's just a video. And I would agree with you. Yeah, I know. It is just a video. But, but see, those little videos and, and these little moments here, they, could they be planting inside of us seeds to not look at people as the way Christ would look upon these people? The, one of the very first commands that Jesus gives to us in this passage is to take the plank out of our own eye before we have the opportunity to remove the, the, the speck or, or the sawdust or, or whatever little piece of impurity that you may see in somebody else's eye. Have you thought about what exactly it takes in order to remove a speck from somebody else's eye? It, it's a huge effort. It, there's a lot of things that, that must happen for you to remove a speck from somebody else's eye. And can you imagine how hard it would be to remove something from so small from somebody else's eye while you have something so huge in your, yours that even blocks the view even more? See, what Jesus is telling us here is like, you know, you have enough baggage and garbage in your own life that you need to take care of that first. And then you can then, with love, help somebody else. See, sometimes it's so easy for us to, to make sure that we want to, to take a look, just like Thumper was taking a look at Bambi saying, you don't walk very good, do you? Instead of saying, how can I help support? How can I help love? How can I help encourage? There's another part of this that, that I think we as Christians uh, have a tendency to, to mislabel as as. Paul, as Jesus moves on, he talks about giving pearls to pigs and how that is a not worthwhile thing to do because they'll just trample on it. And people take a look at that and say, well, of course you don't want to give pearls to swine because that'll ruin it. But if we think about it, are pearls beneficial to swine? If giving a pearl to a swine, is that something that they could use? Is that something that they need? Is that something that could help them. Dallas Willard says that the problem with pearls for pigs is not that the pigs are not worthy. It's not the worthiness that is in question here at all, but helpfulness. Pigs cannot digest pearls, neither can they nourish themselves upon them. When we take the opportunity to, to judge other people or, or to look at other people, we're like saying, this is what you need, but is it really helpful? Is it really beneficial? Is it something that we need to do to show people that we love them, that we care for them? You know, I think it's a wonder that this series of quotes and lessons from the Sermon on the Mount that caused the Sadducees and the Pharisees to ask Jesus questions. 
And I think what they were looking for, they were looking for full clarification because of all of the history and all that they had before them. And Jesus reminds them that this one simple rule, this, this stumper's rule, if you will, is a rule that, that sums up all of the laws and all of the prophets. And if you think about that, that is a lot of writings. About in the 12th century A.D., they, they totaled the laws up to be about 613 laws. Can you imagine having to think about 613 different laws in your life every day? Now, now there are some do-this laws, which are about 248, and then there are these don't-do laws, which is about 365. And then the Pharisees are wondering, how do we hold this together? And Jesus says, you hold this together by one simple thing, is that you do to others what you would have them do to you. It's a simple law. It's a clarifying law. It's a way that, that we take this rule, this golden rule or the stumper's rule, and to live as close to the spirit as possible. See, I think sometimes we think that we live this rule and we do all of this by ourselves, but if we try to do this law by ourselves, we are going to end up failing. We must always live as close to the Holy Spirit as possible so that we may have the Spirit's guidance in living out this simple law from Jesus. And one of the ways that I can think that we can live out this simple law is by following another scripture from Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 24. Uh, we use this, this, this passage this past year with our jam program to have our kids remember what the fruit of the spirits are. To remind you of what that is, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against things like these. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the self with its passions and its desires. When we take the opportunity to live our lives with the fruit of the Spirit, it helps us to remember that we are being focused on Jesus and what Jesus has called us to do and, and how Jesus has called us to live the golden rule to allow the fruit of the Spirit to guide and live our lives. So how do we allow this fruit of the Spirit to guide and live on our lives? Well, the first way is that we have to ask. We have to ask. Not asking somebody else, but we always have to ask God. Jesus reminds us to ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. The one who seeks finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened to you. That, that is why prayer is important. Prayer isn't a way that we show how great we are, but, but it allows us the opportunity to make sure that we ask God how to live our lives through the fruit of the Spirit so that we may love our neighbors as ourselves. 
to do good to others when how we would want them to do good unto us. When we stop trying to judge our neighbors and we start asking God, how do we live in the relationships that we have in our lives, then it starts to bring clarity. It starts to bring the opportunities for us to hear what God may be calling us to do. And that's the second step. Anytime that we ask God of something, we must always stop to listen so that we can hear. There's a new practice that I've started here recently. And I'll, I'll do practices here or there, but to try to fully understand and listen to what it is that God has called me to do as a husband, as a dad, as a pastor, and as a friend. And that this practice comes back all the way back to the book of 1 Samuel chapter 3. And if you're familiar with 1 Samuel chapter 3, it's the story of, of little Samuel who is now living in Eli's house. And, and as Samuel has gone to bed, he hears this voice. And he goes immediately to Eli to ask, what, what, what do you want from me? And Eli says, I didn't call you. And then he goes back again and he hears the voice again. And he goes to Eli one more time, and Eli says, I did not call you. And then a third time it happens, and that time Eli says, you know what? I think that's God calling you. So the next time you hear this voice, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And the next time when Samuel hears the voice, he responds in that way as he is still lying in bed. So, so my practice that I have started to pick up is that when I turn off my alarm in the morning before I even put my feet off of the bed to, to go and do whatever I need to do for the morning, I say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Because I want to open up my heart and my mind and the very first thing to be ready to listen to what it is that God has called me to do that day. But see, listening is more than just listening to God in prayer. It's extremely important and very, very valuable. But that listening also goes to how we react with one another. That listening also goes to how we respond to what happens in our days. Because you know as well as I do, there'll be things that will happen in our lives that will respond quickly without thinking. And I know whenever I respond quickly without thinking, it usually doesn't go very well. But if I actually stop and listen and, and, and take the opportunity to hear what somebody is saying to me or hear what is happening in that situation, then hopefully by my listening and by living out the fruit of the Spirit, I am able to respond in a way that isn't glib or, or short or, or, or cutting, but reminds me that I am looking at somebody that God loves. And as somebody who God loves, I am to respond in the way that I would like for them to respond to me because it fully plays out and lives 
what the law and the prophets have called us to do. You know, it's easy to live a life when you speak quickly before you think. What do you think your daily interactions would look like if you took the opportunity to give people the benefit of the doubt and that you show them the love and respect that God calls us to give? Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for these little pearls of wisdoms that are sprinkled throughout Scripture. Pearls of wisdoms that we are so quick to teach to our children and to our grandchildren. Lessons that, that we have embedded in our hearts, but we know sometimes these lessons that we have, we quickly ta cast aside when life gets busy, when life gets hurried, or when life gets frantic. Help us to remember these simple rules like Thumper's rule. Do not say something that hurts others, but give to others what is helpful. Give to others what will build them up. Give to others the love and grace that you have so generously poured out on us. So Lord, as we move through this week, help us to quickly think before we speak. Help us to ask you and others how we can be of need, of assistance, and help us to listen to your word and listen faithfully to others. And we pray all this in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.